Hello lovers, welcome to episode 7, season 2 of Big Love Energy, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Lou. Today we are talking about being a heart-driven woman with Carly, CEO of Baby Give Back. We are joined by the incredible Carly um, for a beautiful chat to hear how this heart-driven woman was built one of Australia's most recognizable charities, Baby Give Back. Um, We go into the obvious topic of the charity but I really want to know today about the woman behind the beautiful business how it came to be what drives her motivates her and the growth that she's had to go through in order to you know deliver such an amazing charity that helps us help others um, if you don't know about this charity I'm so excited for you to learn more about it it's a it's one that I've really seen grow over the last six years and I'm so proud to even have anything to do with them um but literally it's um a a really interesting chat and we we do talk on some some pretty heavy topics so uh, a little heads up for that but um please do listen and yeah enjoy hello lovers and welcome today we have the amazing carly fragley in the house welcome Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to have you here, honestly. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. You are honestly one of the most fearless, driven, capable women I have the pleasure of knowing for quite some time now. Um, And I remember being at the grassroots of stages of Baby Give Back at the first event, um, and I remember it vividly. I remember clearly and instantly falling in love with your mission and we will go into that beautiful story of how that came about. But firstly, I want to know a bit about you for the listeners, a little elevator pitch, um, a little background and core for, for the listeners. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm Carly, I'm 36 and I'm a mum of two and it's taken me a very long time to actually be able to introduce myself as Carly and not start talking about baby give back straight away. I was very aware of that. I was like, I want to go into the story, but obviously I want to know about you today. So here yeah, we are. I think that's, um, that's been a big sort of personal growth thing lately, separating myself um, from the organisation. I so, love you. Yep. Yeah, and um, I, I'm incredibly passionate about giving um, and that's pretty evident in what I do at Baby Give Back. But I also love to just connect with people and people who align with my values. I love to hang out with my kids. Um, I'm not present at every school pick up and drop off, yeah. but I cherish the times where I can be really present in just hanging out with them at home. I love reading. I love wine and coffee. Oh, all the good things. Yes. <laughs> so I want you to share about, for those who don't know, about the amazing work Baby Give Back um, that you do. Please let us in on a little of, of, what, of what Baby Give Back um, represents, what it does, and, yeah, your, your take on it all. So Baby Give Back started almost six years ago now um, and really I was coming from a position of privilege. I had two young kids. My son was only one. My daughter was three. And I was back at work part-time and I just realised how lucky we were. Mm. We were able to give our kids everything they needed and more. Yeah. And as Noah was outgrowing things, we were accumulating a pile in the corner of the dining room and I started to look for ways of donating our items. My friends were having babies but they were in positions where they were buying new stuff. Um, and it was at that point I came across um, scrolling Instagram while feeding Noah one day St Kilda Mums, which is a charity in Melbourne, um, the first of its kind in Australia, recycling 
baby items for families in need. And I thought that's just a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, when you're in, when you're lucky enough to be able to not have to think twice about how you're going to afford nappies or mm. what your kids need, then you accumulate a lot of stuff mm. and it's in great condition when they mm. no longer need it. So I had some space in the back of the garage and I naively thought it was something I could do as a hobby around <laughs> my part-time work and my young children. But I, it was at a stage in life where I could obviously relate so much to, you know, feeling really connected to mm. parents and being able to provide for children. And I was also, I'd always wanted to be involved in the community and giving and I had looked for volunteer opportunities and couldn't find anything that I could do with my kids and I wasn't able to put them in extra childcare just to volunteer. So it became something that I could start as a hobby myself, grab some other friends who were involved and my house became the first location of Baby Give Back. We started collecting items. That was the easy part. Uh, there were so many families who want to donate. Uh, I was probably pretty um, trusting and naive and just plastering my address all over social media and people were just dropping off donations. And we, But we realised right from the start that none of us are social workers. I was a lawyer. Yep. We wanted to make sure that we were helping families in need. We knew that there was a need but had no real idea of how to best support or the extent of that need. So we partnered, decided to partner with social workers and caseworkers. Mm. And that's been a really critical part of how Baby Give Back operates. So we don't help families directly because a vulnerable family who needs a cot for their child and nappies and clothing might need other support and social workers and midwives and child health nurses and any kind of family support worker, they're qualified to be able to connect with yep. that support. So our job is to provide the material aid in partnership with them so they can help families in a more holistic way and help to break the cycle of disadvantage that's affecting them. And six years on, it's much more than a hobby. <laughs> We've helped over 20,000 children. Oh. Which is, um, it's something that I'm really proud of, but it's so much more than just 20,000 kids. That's 20,000 kids that have directly been provided items, you know, basic essentials for hygiene and safety, but it's also parents and caregivers who have been given that sort of virtual hug from the community and been shown dignity and compassion when they need it most and the opportunity to feel worthy of accepting the community's support oh. and it's thousands of supporters who have donated what they can um, whether it's money whether it's time whether it's a two dollar packet of nap of baby wipes yeah. whether it's a packet of nappies in their groceries or some clothing that their child has outgrown um, and I think to be a part of a community and seeing directly seeing the benefits of giving I can say that there isn't a person who hasn't donated something to Baby Give Back that hasn't gotten more out of it than what they've given. Absolutely. And to have a community that is filled with volunteers and people giving their time and to see how much everyone gets out of that. Myself personally, it's one of the greatest gifts that I get from leading an organisation like Baby Give Back is that there is a village and when you need that village, no matter what you need from it, there are people there who are who see you and who have your back and support you and wrap around you mm. and together that connectedness means that we're so powerful in being able to support those who are vulnerable 
It's so, it's honestly so special, so powerful. And it is the epitome of big love energy. What you guys do is you can't get, yeah, I can't even fathom how you must feel day to day knowing that you know, I've had very little to do with, like I, I don't, I, I do what I like donate what I can over the years. I've been to events and every time that I see you guys in full flight, um, living out your day and doing what you do I just it's it gets you easily get emotional I don't know how you keep it together most of the time but hearing even case study workers share their story and what baby give back does for the community on such a wholesome level of just like immediate help people that are struggling it is just there's no words to to what you guys are able to provide and that's that the idea of it becoming something out of your garage six years ago and doing what it does today is just phenomenal you're truly amazing you're honestly truly amazing um I just I would love to you know hear a personal not I wouldn't say favorite but a personal um you know a case study that's directly sort of affected you um, in a way that sort of demonstrates the level of care and work that your charity provides? Is there it makes me cry there? already. <laughs> yeah, there, um, there are lots of, you know, lots of stories and the, the scale of what we do means that there are constant, every single day, there are dozens of families that we're able to affect, but there are certainly some that are imprinted mm. on my heart. And the, the one that comes to mind straight away is a family we supported this year um, through a caseworker reaching out to us, supporting a family who were in Ronald McDonald House with a little girl in Queensland Children's Hospital with a terminal illness. Mm. And it was at a point where she was coming out of hospital in palliative care and going home to spend the final weeks of her life with her mum and her baby brother. And... The caseworker reached out to us, unsure of whether we were able to help in that circumstance, but wanting to maximise the last couple of weeks and make that family be able to have the best memories that they could and the Mm -hmm. most amount of time. And they needed some specific items that weren't able to be provided by the hospital or anyone else. There were other organisations supporting them, but we were able to give a double pram so that they could have a few more moments outside with the mum on her own with the two kids and to be able to provide a supply of pull-up nappies and things like towels because of being through chemotherapy, they needed to change the bedding, you know, up to a dozen times in a day. And to be able to work with closely with the other caseworker and receive messages from the mum in knowing how we were able to make her life a little easier at the most devastating and difficult time. And it was a scenario of seeing our community get into action. And when we were asked to help, I saw one of my team members go straight to the shops to buy a Polaroid camera and film so that they could make some memories and I saw volunteers continually asking me every day if there was anything else that they needed and we got a really beautiful message from the mum after the little girl passed away Um, so knowing that we did actually provide some help and that there was nothing that any of us could have done to change the outcome but to give them some memories and to make mum's life a little easier and to take one 
less worry off her plate at that time is one of the greatest privileges that you can have. Far out. I just, you just, it, I can imagine it being, you, you would, it'd be very hard not to take that home and, and see your own kids and, and, and it would just be the fragility of that whole situation. It would just be a constant reminder of how, you know, I, I know with the work I do dealing with a lot of people's grief, like it makes me love life even more and, and be more grateful than ever. I just, it's m- reminds you how like fragile life is, right? That's like, right. Yeah, on the daily. But yeah, to I never had thought like, I know that a lot of you work, the work you do, it's like you're trying to help the outcome because you're hopefully trying to change that trajectory of that family's life in the way that oh it's gonna it's all gonna be okay but for this situation knowing that you know it had already set out the path of the little girl was going but just to be able to enhance that time and know that even with the 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 sad ending that you're able to make a difference like that's just heartbreaking but beautiful at the same time yeah yeah and Courage is a core value of Baby Give Back. And as soon as, you know, I think about big love energy, for me, that's for in respect to Baby Give Back, it's courage. And it's doing whatever it takes and being willing to harness the power of community. Yeah. And the outcomes that you can see from that make it, you know, whatever we do, it's worth it times a million. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I I just think that – going back to the the subject that we chose for today heart driven women i just think for you to honestly see what so many people see in the world like there's so many issues and dramas and for you to have actually gone i'm actually going to do something about it is that something that you have always had in you that even as a little girl young carly back in the day um was that something that you've just always been drawn to do I think so. Yeah. Um, it's it's something I, I'm 36 and yep. I've been reflecting a lot. It's been a really, really difficult year and a year where I've been, I've probably had the most personal growth. Okay. Um, because for, on a, for a number of reasons, but when I think about, you know, people talk about in your 30s is really a time for getting to know yourself. Absolutely, and I agree. I started Baby Back when I was 30 and I look at things now and think about, young Carly and as a child I was incredibly shy to a point where you know my parents actually worried about me in social interactions because I was really insular I would sit in a corner and read a book and um, but I was really I did really well at school Mm -hmm. I was smart and I've always been incredibly driven and I don't know well I don't know where that comes from exactly but I've always had to be doing something towards achieving a purpose okay and at school that was to you know get good marks at school and get into university and I was I wanted to become a lawyer and I did that but there was always something playing in my mind that I have a bigger purpose in me and even working as a lawyer and progressing up the ranks of a law firm I can remember quite clearly being asked one day by someone in HR whether I wanted to be a partner and my immediate gut response was no. And it came out of my mouth before I even had a chance to yeah. stop it um, and be a little more strategic about the conversation I was having. <laughs> but it's something that, that that's a memory that I come back to because 
at the time I would randomly Google jobs at World Vision and mm. I was the person that would always buy people a chicken for Christmas um, <laughs> or a goat for a family in Africa. And right. I, was, I didn't know what you meant by that. <laughs> it's like a, a, a barbecue chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no, they get a card that you've bought a chicken for someone. Yep, yep. Um, in a third world country. <laughs> That's why you are you. That's, <laughs> that, that is beautiful. That, that is, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Go, yeah. yeah, and right. I think it's there's always been something in me that has realised that I have I have a really big capacity to give yep. and I think everyone has a capacity and if we don't fulfil our capacity to give mm-hmm. in our community, then we won't be happy yep. and it's really difficult to for people to realise that, I think, mm-hmm. because it's easier to get caught up in the busyness of life and giving seems like another thing to do. Yep. But actually... If and no matter what your capacity is, whether and it, the capacity will change throughout your life, but what I realized is that my capacity is big, and if I don't fulfill that capacity to give, and even though that giving is so big that sometimes it makes me uncomfortable, then I'm not happy, mm. and I'm driven by achieving a purpose, and that purpose is beyond me. So it's something that I. I've been able to reconcile the the sacrifices that are involved in growing a community like Baby Give Back. Yeah. I my it's not a job, it's not even just a passion, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And it's a lifestyle that my whole family has yeah, had to buy into. Yeah. My husband and I are on the same page that, you know, he his job brings in more income for our family and we have a lot of security because of that. Yeah. But as a family, we consider my job the more important one. Yeah. And my kids understand that. I'm not there at the school pickup every day, um, in fact, at all, most of the time. But And I'm not home as much with them, but they understand what I'm doing and they mm. understand the purpose of Baby Give Back. And they're also starting to appreciate, I think, the what it teaches them. Yeah. They're seven and nine and they are growing into really incredible community members. And imagine. it's such a huge benefit to our whole family that they get to grow up around this community oh far out the whole family honestly just I can I just think that so many people could learn from the sacrifices you've made like and it is like you 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 do know when you aren't giving back that something feels like it's missing and it might be a little little you know little voice on the shoulder going you're you know you've got to like do better and so for you to be able to make so many sacrifices so people it makes it does make it easier for people to give back in their own way um but to know that um it goes so much deeper than that and the sacrifice that you have made and your family and that you know, I often say that when people are in crisis or at rock bottom to look for the helpers and you guys are the absolute epitome of that. You are the helpers and the core of community and it's just we're so blessed to have people like you um, around and and sh- just paving the way really and to know that your kids are are on, on board as well and, and the, just the ripple effect that that would have, you know, opening the conversation up at, with their friends at school and I just I just love that. So thank you for sharing that. I, um, I want to talk about your army 
you call your volunteers the army and um, just how much it's grown over the years and what you how you feel about these people that come on board and 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 how many are there like do you have a number and I know that you've opened the the warehouse in Brisbane as well um, and and just yeah the ripple effect how, how far it goes and, and I, I can imagine that there's plenty more that we don't see that um, have so much to do with the amazing charity that is Baby Give Back. Yeah, the volunteers are the lifeblood yeah. of our village. Yeah. And I I think it's one of the the benefits that you really have to pay attention to to see how deep it goes. We've got over 400 volunteers wow. across Brisbane, Gold Coast. We have volunteers who help us from home, professional services. We have so many people who are, you know, ambassadors for us in the community. Yeah. Um, there's an amazing woman I connected with on Instagram who's in Perth and yep. sends us, you know, will online shopping support us? Send me sends me wonderful messages on Instagram, um, and the the benefits of having such an engaged group of volunteers is that's how we deliver support to vulnerable families, but it goes so much beyond that and I see how much everyone gets out of volunteering and one of the things that's really important to me is that Baby Give Back is a place that's really inclusive for volunteering no matter what you have to give or how much time so we don't require an ongoing commitment or regular commitments we are a place where people can just turn up Mm -hmm. and we're a really safe place so sometimes we have volunteers who are turning up because they actually need something from our village and sometimes it's just a safe place to be sometimes it's new mums who need to actually lean on a village and need to just be in an environment where there are people around them who are all givers there is so much diversity in our volunteers although it's about 97 percent female so there's that strong female (laughs) energy yes which is why it's such a nurturing environment yeah and the it's a community that engages. So last year, my parents were traveling around Australia yep. and I have relied on a huge amount of support from my parents and they actually live on the same property as we do. So them traveling was a really huge impact on me and, and my family and my yep. kids. And I saw, without having to ask for any help, I saw a, a network of grandmas engage oh. and I had, my family had these grandmas out of our volunteer village who were checking in on me, who were messaging my mum to let her know that they were looking after us. My son was going through some times of anxiety at school and having a bit of a rough time of, you know, adjusting to grandma and papa being away and started the school year. And I was turning up at work after school drop-off in tears some days and I was receiving messages of support in the morning saying, you've got this. Um, I'd turn up and there were people asking how we were going And that's not just for me as the leader of the organisation. I see that support for everyone. Yeah. Um, And they say that it's really important to have diversity of people around you. And, you know, it's it's actually really difficult to curate sometimes. If you're not really conscious about it, you can end up, you know, in your working environment, in your social life, where you might sort of be around people who are, you know, within 10 years younger than you and 10 years older than you and, you know, similar life circumstances and backgrounds. Mm. But being in a volunteer organisation, there are people with all sorts of different life experiences. There are people from all different age ranges and all different backgrounds. And it's such 
benefit to anyone being around that kind of diversity mm. and being able to listen to people's perspectives and stories and you know in a way and well you can work alongside them knowing that you're achieving a greater purpose yeah. as well yeah oh I can I, I keep meaning to come by <laughs> never bloody happens but I just I, I watch your socials and I just literally I, I will get there I promise I will get there because just seeing all sorts walk through that door and and come together for the greater good of the community it's infectious and the fact that it's available and on the Gold Coast is just, and 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 Brisbane now but do, do you have plans to go I have you've got sister companies in in sister charities down yeah. south yeah yep. there are sister organizations yep. in Canberra Victoria yeah there's one in Sydney and Adelaide as well yeah so just to to know that I think as the chaos of the last couple of years comes down like I think people's want to actually give back to the community is there stronger than ever um and so to know that you know organizations like yours exist I know that my desire has been slowly and surely building and and you know the, the want to help more and even spread awareness is like I just think there's so much to be said like I can see how much you know, I've got friends who volunteer and how much they get out of just being around your organization on a day-to-day -day basis because it is that female energy as well and knowing that your packages that you curate and customize I, even those little touches like every you know sort of care package that goes out has a book which I love because what's the saying that you say that every child every child deserves a safe start safe start and one and a part of that is just having a, a book being able to be read to them every night um because some kids don't have that yeah and just that in itself um the simplicity of that makes you put everything into perspective um, and so to be able to go to the warehouse and and volunteer and and give back to the community but actually give back to yourself and, and get putting in that perspective I think is something that we all need to do yeah yeah and it's while you know baby give back exists because there are really sad circumstances and especially at the moment on the back of COVID and floods and the cost of living crisis it's the worst we've ever seen yeah we're seeing more horrific DV stories. We're seeing more devastating family circumstances, double the number of families that we need to help versus this time last year. Yep. So that's the reason. But when you step into the warehouse and you are actually physically around what Baby Give Back is doing, it is so joyful yeah. and it is that positive and nurturing energy and we exist because of these really sad situations and there are some really deep social issues that we can't fix but we can make things better for that family right now and what we do is quite immediate and it can be the difference you know we've we've been helping families and the cot and the pram and the clothes we provide are the difference between them being able to keep the baby with the family versus having to go into foster care and to be a part of things like that, you know that you're making such a huge impact and giving that child the chance to have, to grow up in a family unit. Um, so you can be a part of that. And every box, when we prepare the clothing boxes and the linen boxes, they're stamped with a baby give back stamp and a space to write what the box is. And at the bottom it says packed with love by, and there's a space for the volunteer to write their name. Oh. And it's a really special touch because as a volunteer, 
packing a clothing box, so much goes into it. it yeah. It's curated to make sure it's tops and bottoms in summer and winter and there's a hat and there's some new undies and socks and, and a book in there. And they get to, they present it so beautifully, they get to seal that box up and pop their name on it. And we got some feedback from a someone who had received a clothing box recently and she had been in a really horrible situation. She um, found a feedback form on our website and wanted us to know that she was at a, in a position where she'd lost faith in humanity, in her words, and to receive a safe start box, which had essentials for the new baby and a clothing box, and to see the volunteers' names on the boxes. She said that's when she knew there were real people who really cared about her, mm-hmm. and that restored her faith in oh. people. So little touches like that are so important, and, it, and that's the direct example of what it means to someone receiving that box. But I can also tell you that the smiles that I see on a volunteer's face when they're writing their name on a box okay. and what they're getting out of it at that end as well, um, it's it's something that's simple that's actually just a little bit of love that's floating around the community now. Oh, and I'm so happy we are having this conversation because I know that probably like myself there'd be people out there that's like if I put myself in that situation where I'm going to help this charity, I might it might be really heavy and it might if I've already got stuff on my plate and it's going to add to that heaviness but to know that it's such a beautiful loving space where it's actually giving back like yeah. giving back but giving back it's so wholesome and so all well-rounded that I think hearing that come from you and knowing that it's such a joyful place which you just would not imagine like that's so powerful and so beautiful and all right, 2023 is on. <laughs> yeah. Well, my sister's just had a baby and yeah. uh, that's what I've said to her. If you're having a hard day, just turn up at Baby Give yeah, Back. And I, I work full time. I can't. I would love to spend every day just hanging out with my niece. Yeah. Um, but I've said to her really genuinely, if you just turn up there, there are people that will help you. There are people that will hold the baby. Mm. There are people that will just being around their energy, you'll feel better. And yep. whether you're actually coming and you're going to produce a lot of volunteering work or not it doesn't matter because that's the community that we've built yeah oh I reckon I'd be a ball of mess I reckon I'd be an emotional mess (laughs) just from the whole vibe of just what it is and everything but yeah it's just it's it's amazing what you've created um so on on the back of that struggles what have you come across in the six years of baby give back that you've just gone I actually did not see this coming um and apart from I can imagine the emotional load sometimes and separating yourself from that um what are some of the struggles you found over the last six years I can't imagine it being easy no um there there have been many struggles and I effectively became an accidental entrepreneur because whilst it wasn't my intention to start something that was going to grow this big I was really driven once I realized the need to grow and when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting something startup can be really challenging you can end up in extreme burnout which I've dipped Mm. in and out of and it can be really lonely as a leader of an organization that's growing really quickly regardless of whether it's a, a small business or a scalable business or a charity leading can be lonely and growing really quickly comes with a lot of teething issues yeah and it also requires really strong focus and sometimes that means that you've got to go through uncomfortable times but leaning back into values is really 
the way that I've navigated through okay. that. Yeah. Um, and I, I strongly come back to my three personal values, which align and cross over with some of Baby Give Back's mm-hmm. organisational values. Um, but there's definitely been times of struggle. And uh, at the start of the podcast, I talked about separating Carly from Baby Give Back. Yeah. Um, and that has, that has been a really a big struggle for me because it was easier as we grow to just throw everything into it and it took over my life. I have shared relationships that weren't, that couldn't, I couldn't sustain when I was giving so much to baby give back. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a stage in my life now where I have a limited number of people really close to me, but they're people who are really important to me and who align really closely with my personal values and who give to me and I give back to them in a really sort of, synergy and flow I guess yep so the the biggest struggles in growing an organization and the toughest of times have actually produced a better me a stronger me a more fulfilled me and this year in particular 2020 I you know we've all kind of joked the start of 2022 everyone was hoping that for a better year and (laughs) I have come across few people who've had a better year. It's been the most challenging year of my life personally, professionally. Um, It's been the most challenging year for Baby Give Back. We started 2022 with a real awareness that we had to try and plateau growth and deal with some burnout. Myself and some key, really key staff members were struggling a lot. And then the floods happened and we were positioned to be able to provide help. And when I know that there's a capacity in Baby Give Back and that when I know I have a capacity to help, nothing's going to stop me from driving that. So we doubled our operations. We have been supporting across northern New South Wales. We supported in the Brisbane floods and we're still in northern New South Wales. And the Baby Give Back van is on the road there once a week and it is a beacon of hope. And it was the right decision to make to yep. scale the way that we did, but it certainly came with challenges and we're still working through the challenges of growing so quickly. It's also really difficult running a charity when we are a charity that relies on community support and fundraising for our income and growing revenue as quickly as we need to grow to sustain the level of impact that we're giving is incredibly challenge, challenging and it's a time at the moment with cost of living and mm. economic pressures where I'm more worried than I've ever been before yeah. about sustaining revenue growth. Yep. But I also I have a hopefulness and I believe so fully in the difference that we're making in the community and in how powerful it is to engage a whole community to deliver that. I know that it's going to be possible and I know that I have an incredible team, I have incredible family support and the power of our volunteer network means that I can take whatever steps I need to take and that I'll be backed and that I'll back myself. Mm, absolutely. I just, yeah, what what can the community do to, to help you? Like hearing that you've had to struggle like that this year, um, whether it's a mum at home listening 
um, that has little ones at her feet or someone in a position that monetarily can can help? What's What do you need from the community to help maybe give back? I think I'd love everyone to think about what their capacity to give is. Yep. And giving shouldn't come from a sense of feeling bad or feeling mm. guilty. Um, if you think about your capacity, what you have right now, and whether that is time, whether that is buying some essential items like the great thing about baby give back is that it can be two dollars for a packet of baby wipes or it can be three hundred dollars that allows us to give a new cot and Mm. mattress and linen for a baby or giving time or even if you're not on the Gold Coast or don't have the time to come into the warehouse follow us on social media Mm. engage in our posts share the posts that we're sharing about what is most needed because in my position the incredible thing that I get to see is how all of that stitches together mm. to create that network of support mm. and it's easy for people to feel like their contribution isn't enough and I can guarantee you that whatever you give within your capacity is has a ripple effect greater than you'll ever know mm. and you'll ever see and I I get to see that magic kind of colliding and coming together and if everyone thinks about their personal situation and what their capacity to give is, if you're giving within that capacity and trying to maximise that, you're going to feel so much more fulfilled with it and you'll be driven and your capacity will grow. So the more you meet that capacity to give, the more it's going to grow and the more it will actually just become a part of your way of living. I absolutely love that because I think taking that shame out of it because talking personally I'm like oh I want to give I want to give more but I you know one of the problems that I think of before I've even begun is like oh but I, I need to I want to clean the items first but that's what you guys if if the capacity is that you can't do that there are there are people on ground that can sort through the items and make sure that before it even gets to anyone it's it's such, such an understanding process that it's just taking that shame out of it it's like whatever you can do we're grateful for and you're going to have an an effect on this whole thing as a community and yeah that idea of it all being stitched together and just because there's a little bit of whatever your personal shame is take that out of the equation because it's going to help no matter what um the yeah the greater cause and so I think that's the difference between baby give back and others because it just there's so many people involved and at all different levels and it's so heart driven that it is going to be okay and it does have immediate effect on the community which is so powerful and none of us can do it all and I I do come up against um people saying to me you make me feel bad because Mm. what I do what I do is really visible and it's big and I'm the face of a a huge organization now but I'm not the only person and we have this incredible village but I also know that I have a capacity that is bigger than most people's capacity and having an awareness around that is really helpful especially as a as a manager and as a leader but just because you know I am able to say that you know we've achieved this incredible impact with baby give back it doesn't stop there and it doesn't mean that I don't feel bad that I'm not recycling as much as I should and I'm buying too many plastic things and, you know, I'm, I'm aware that, 
it, it's so easy to, to feel bad about those things yeah. and that can then become a barrier to mm. making improvements. Mm. And so I, I try to remind myself and think about when I'm talking about Baby Give Back to make sure that we're really inclusive for everyone to be able to take those steps and no matter what it is, if it's, you know, for me it was cutting out plastic straws and then trying to reduce single-use coffee cups. Yeah. I don't compost and I don't do all the other things, (laughs) but I do what I can and none of us can do it all. But as long as, you know, you know that you're you're reaching that capacity of what you can do. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just that whole little by little, like making a difference. And yeah, I do, I do like that capacity that you say that you have, I've seen you I've been to every, I think I missed one year um, of your events and and you do an amazing, incredible high tea, like a morning tea and then there's a lunch as well amongst other events throughout the year. Um, And every time I see you talk, you always are very humble in your way that you're like, I know I'm the face but it literally is not me, it's the people around me but it is, I think, your smarts, your heart, just that leadership to say no we can we're doing this we can actually make a difference here and you providing like that ripple effect to be able to help um I think you're one in a million one in a squillion (laughs) so I need you to take that credit (laughs) where it's due there's a there's a poem by Atticus who I follow on Instagram and I love a lot of his poetry yes um and it says dare to believe the whispers in your ear that you might be different and that someday you might change the world it's us you see the ones who listen who are going to change the world and I think that's something that I've got printed in my office at home and yep. I've got it on the wall at work as well. Yep. And I think that there's there's ele- elements of that that are relevant to everyone and yep. not everyone's going to change the world in a, you know, Michelle Obama kind of way, but every one of us can change the world around us in a positive way. Yep. And you, if you can bring it back to those small things yeah. and if you – just dare to believe that you know every one of us has a voice at some point in our head encouraging us to do something and it's so easy to squash it and to have excuses or to lack the confidence but if you can just like turn it up instead of turning it down the courage you're like the courage it's it's everything and um yeah I think you are so courage like the you are so courageous. I don't even have the words, but you are so courageous to, to, to for hearing that you came from such a, a background where you were quiet to, to seeing who you are today and the effect you're having on the community, like the courage and growth that you've shown over the years. Like I, I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, courage and growth are two of my core values. Well, that, <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> what are your others? Generosity. So for me, generosity is about being generous to myself and and others, obviously, uh, but also having a generous interpretation of others' actions and words. And that has been something that has really helped me to grow, being able to really place that lens of generosity over how others are acting and treating me and people around them. Yep. Such a, yeah interesting way to look at it yeah generosity in in the way people behave yeah honestly that makes sense so courage generosity growth or growth 
Love it. Um, I'm going to move on to love letters because we got had some questions come through for you and I'm interested to know your answers. Love letters. The questions we have, what motivates you apart from the obvious, but core, core answer there, what motivates you? I think my kids the most mm. other than the, the obvious cause of what we're achieving at baby give back it's Mm -hmm. my kids and the the way that kids see the world and the things that excite them and the things that motivate them remind me of what's really important they have a way of just distilling things in such a simple way to add to that do you feel like seeing you would see so much um, generational cycle, like this cycle of like, when will it end? You you would see the same tragedies, traumas happening day after day. Do you ever get to a point where like, if I keep doing this for long enough, we're going to break the cycle somewhere along the way? Do you ever get that feeling of like, this can go up more on a cellular level? That gives me goosebumps yep. because that's, that's the biggest driver for okay. me. Yep. And the stories we see coming through, more often than not, the caseworker is telling us that the the mum that we're helping has come out of a childhood abuse and trauma mm-hmm. and the foster care system. So it is it is a cycle that yep. we're seeing. Yep. And the hope is that every single order that goes out to a family gives them a chance of breaking that cycle. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we can be helping a mum leaving domestic violence, giving kids books. And sometimes we hear that they haven't had books in the home before. Mm-hmm. We've got an incredible supporter at the moment who is giving us a lot of new books mm-hmm. and ensuring that we are able to provide multiple new books to every family we're supporting. But it's the idea of each of those items gives an opportunity to break a cycle and gives that child the chance of not being developmentally behind and being able to develop emotionally like our kids are able to. <sighs> insane it's just epic um next question (laughs) how do we move on from that um how does she leave her work she as in carly leave her work and have a work-life balance i don't have work-life balance (laughs) i don't i don't think any anyone really does no matter what your work is and it's baby give back is is a lifestyle as i said and acknowledging that growth is a core value of mine and that Working really hard is actually something that's really important to me aside from the cause of what we do. I I don't leave it at home, but I'm getting better at switching off sometimes to be more present with my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. But it's not as difficult as it would seem externally because of you know how we've talked about how joyful the warehouse is. And yeah. actually my daily work life and you know what my day looks like what my day will look like today is going back to the warehouse and seeing people who I absolutely love to see who are volunteers Mm -hmm. that are there every Thursday and they'll ask me about my kids and I'll ask them about their grandkids and it's knowing that we're making that tangible difference to so many families every day makes it easy to go home at night and sit on the couch with my laptop or sometimes not I'm actually getting better at not working every single night I'm I'm with you (laughs) like it's it's a work in progress but yeah I I get that 
when you when you love your what you do so much and you do make it your lifestyle it doesn't really feel like you need that work-life balance as such do you yeah yeah but. and it's like anyone who is an entrepreneur or yeah. has their own business you can't ever completely switch off no. you have responsibilities beyond what you have as an employee yeah so it's there's that coupled with you know i i get to go to sleep at night knowing that especially the scale we've reached that there's a couple of hundred kids every single week that have been supported by baby give back oh my gosh i the love that you must have in your heart like just oh which leads me to this question which we did touch on before but i will ask it again are you proud of yourself i am and I'm proud of the personal growth that I've had, particularly lately, because I would have deflected that question and immediately replied about how proud I am of Baby Mm. Give Back and of our volunteers and our team. But I'm actually really proud of me and I'm proud that I've been able to step out of some of the burnout and grow as a leader and grow personally to a point where I can see that I am more sustainable as baby give back grows and that I am not going to sacrifice myself. There have been times through over the past few years where I've viewed myself as sacrificial and that the cause and the number of families we were helping was more important and it was worth breaking me. And I realise that that is, that's not a way that we're going to sustain helping more families into the future and that, nothing is actually worth breaking me no we must protect this woman at all costs (laughs) very special and I don't mean that to be like you know the society of blowing (laughs) smoke up people's eyes but like literally there are special people in the world that are helpers and what you are able to do and provide I understand and I'm so proud that you are able to identify after seeing you many years do that deflection and say that it's not me it's not me um i did want you on this show today to talk about you as the woman behind Baby Give Back and the amazing work that you do, the amazing charity that is Baby Give Back, but at the essence it is a heart-driven woman that has started that business, that charity, that organisation that is Baby Give Back and um, without you it, it wouldn't have been um, and it it's inspiring. It is absolutely inspiring on so many levels as an entrepreneur, as someone that wants to help the community um, in whatever way shape or form I can at the capacity and you giving that permission to be like whatever capacity is enough that's enough for us because we are able to supplement in our way that's what we're here for um so I just I wanted to to have you on today to have that chat and and just hear more about the amazing work that you do and spread that big love energy because I know that the more people that know about this amazing charity the more people we're going to be able to help um and I can I can't get enough of the work you do and and it's just yeah I'm 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 just honestly so happy to have you on the show today and hearing you speak the way that you are now and I can see the personal growth personally so so proud of you thank you amazing um we are going to move on to our segment flashback faves flashback faves it's a bit of fun at the end of the show every week just getting to know a little bit about that inner child a bit of nostalgia a little touch of 
we, we want to know a favorite moment in time, um, a song or a movie or a TV show, a memory of yours that um, you just still love about that inner child. Like what's, that, some, what's a flashback fave of yours? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the song Jessie's Girl oh. and not just because I'm sitting with Jessie. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of like a little bit of a family anthem. That, oh, nice. Particularly my sisters and I. My dad has always had music playing, you know, grew up with, and he had quite varied taste in music. So, but I grew up in a household where there was just always music on. Amazing. And yeah, that's that's the sort of song that I, my sisters and I would put on and kind of belt out. None of us can carry a tune. Um, <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> and have a dance around and kind of like just bring back a little bit of silliness. I've, I've always been quite a serious person and yeah. I'm really trying to bring back fun. more. Yeah. yeah. My, one of my goals this year was to just bring more peace, calm yeah. and joy into my life. Oh, I hear yeah. Yeah. It's, well. it's something that requires a conscious effort sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I want that for you. Yeah. Um, I, I have to ask, do you have music playing at the warehouse? We do. Yeah. Yes. And it, I guess it probably speaks to the diversity of the volunteers. You can walk in one day and it's um, Spice Girls playing and then the <laughs> next day it's Oldies and then um, it, it's varied all the time. Amazing. Yeah, there was lots of Mamma Mia when Olivia Newton-John <laughs> passed. Um, we'll have Christmas tunes playing yeah. nonstop shortly. Oh, that would be such a vibe <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Words to live your week by. So we end the episode with words to live your week by you did share that beautiful Atticus poem um which I love Atticus too there's one of the the very few poets I don't even follow him on Instagram but um when I see his stuff come up I just he is a prophet honestly but do you have anything else that you'd like to impart I do uh, my favorite quote is Maya Angelou do the best that you can until you know better and when you know better do better oh. and I think that that probably ties into some of the the conversation we've already had it's something that my kids as soon as I say what does mummy say they recite it back to me (laughs) but I think it's really important because it acknowledges that we're not going to get it right and we're not going to always be doing the best but when you know better you can do better Mm. and it acknowledges that ability to step away from defensiveness when you get something wrong and particularly in you know touchy topics and when you think about racism and you think about all of those you know equality and areas where we've been conditioned and we need to do better every single day it's that allowance of you it's okay to have been doing your best yesterday and what you know today means you can do better and doesn't mean that you're a bad person yesterday growth love it ending on that wow go live your week people (laughs) honestly carly thank you so much for coming today that was like an hour chat (laughs) it went so quick right it did go really quickly yeah Yeah. no i could honestly listen to you talk about the beautiful work you do at baby give back all day every day it's just um to see a woman doing what she does the way that you do and so humbly but growing at the same time i'm proud of you um honestly thank you for taking the time today and i hoped the listeners if you didn't know about this beautiful charity now you do um and we'll put all the info in our show notes um so you can help support um the greater community um and thank you carly so much for coming on thanks so much for having me thanks guys bye i don't want just anybody let me treat you like somebody